Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group. Member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter Lowry and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. So many people get overwhelmed when they think about financial planning, investing, and wealth management. They think it's over their heads. They're intimidated. And you know what? Cut the music. Stop it. Don't worry. We'll show you the ropes. This is the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. We're your go-to source for demystifying those intimidating financial topics. We're here to make the complex world of money simple, straightforward, and accessible. So whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out on your financial journey, this podcast is for you. This is the Wealth Accelerator Podcast, and this is Hunter Lowry. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter Lowry here. I'm a financial advisor, and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short-term wealth. All right, guys, I want to talk to all of the pre-retirees out there. Uh, When I'm working with my clients and talking to people about their financial goals, of course, everybody wants to talk at least a little bit about retirement. There are always some extracurriculars sprinkled in there that makes this job fun and adds some curveballs. But as part of the financial plan that I build for people, retirement is always one of the main goals. And retirement's a weird thought. Some people have a hard time thinking about it, what that life really does look for look like for them. And honestly, I find that the majority of people, you know, they still want to do some sort of part-time work and have something to do to keep them busy and mentally stay sharp. I actually have a couple clients that did say, Hunter, I want to move to the beach, sit in the sand, and just do absolutely nothing. But those people I'm finding are definitely the minority, and they're probably going to end up wanting to do more than that later on. But again, this retirement is obviously a huge topic. And I always tell you guys, we're putting this money away and investing it for a reason. It's not to be the richest man in the graveyard. We have to use some of it for enjoyment at some point in time. And yes, creating that family legacy is important and we want to bless future generations, but you also want to use some of it for yourself too. All right, so there's also a really quick story that I want to tell you guys about. It happened a few weeks back. I've been thinking about how to talk about it on here and have it be relevant to your financial journey without just sounding like I'm complaining because (laughs) it was a super bummer and I felt like complaining to everybody when it happened. But I was at the gym uh, about two weeks ago and I normally always go lift in the morning before I go to the office because in the summertime, when it stays light out here until nine o'clock at night, we normally ride horses and rope after work. So I have to get my workouts done during the morning. Lately though, it's been so cold and rainy that the afternoons are wide open. Our arena is like a lake, so there's no riding horses right now. And I've been lifting in the afternoons instead since it's dark out and there's not a ton else to, to do at that time right now anyways. So I go to the gym, put my stuff in my locker, go upstairs, lift, come back down and my locker's open. And I'm just staring at it thinking, okay, is that the right locker number that I used? Yes. I know I locked it, didn't I? Yes, for sure. I distinctly remember and I always double check to make sure that it's locked. And you've probably seen those types of lockers, but um, they're the type where you put in your four digit code and then you turn it to the lock position and then scramble all the numbers so then it stays locked. 
Well, I always use the same code. And when I got to my opened locker after my lift, it was in the locked position, but it was opened and my code would not unlock the lock. So basically, somebody put my code in, got my locker open, and then scrambled the numbers and moved it to the locked position. So it was stuck there um, and I couldn't unlock the lock. But again, it was wide open. So I go into my gym bag thinking, no way, somebody's gonna take anything out of here. There's always people walking around. Nobody's that risky to steal stuff when people are constantly in and out of the locker room here. So my AirPods case was still there and I'm thinking, okay, whew, thank goodness. My boots, my clothes, all still there. And then I check my wallet and all of my cash was gone. Cards, everything else, they left it there, but they took all of the cash that I had, which I actually had a little bit uh, over $1,000 of cash on me at the time. And I was just deflated all day thinking about it. Like, how could someone pull that off? And more so, I always think people are going to do the right thing, but of course, that isn't always the case. And later on that evening, you know, I told my family and told my girlfriend, and they, of course, were empathetic, but also saying, why would you bring that much cash into your locker? That was more so the question. <laughs> and really, the reason is because we were at a roping the day before, and you always have to have cash on you at the ropings to be able to enter. They, they just take cash. So I just hadn't put the cash away yet, and I figured everything was going to be safe in my locker. And I promise I'm not telling you this story so that you feel bad for me. I'm telling you this because it was a dumb mistake to expose myself to that much risk when it wasn't necessary. I could have left my wallet in my locked truck and it would have been safer. I did not need to bring it inside with me. And luckily still there's two things. First, it's a relatively small amount of money. I'm not broke because that happened. From a planning perspective, I'm also relatively younger so I have time to make the money back, right? It made me mad, but okay, lesson learned. Now. For some of us in our financial life, we have the time frame to say, well, that was dumb, but lesson learned and I'm okay. And for some of us, we do not have that luxury. Things need to be set up right. They need to be stress tested and managed appropriately, or you might not reach the goals that you're hoping for. And I've had those people come in and want to meet with me after a catastrophic loss happens to them at a bad time. I've met with people that lost a ton of money in crypto or put too much on one single stock or they got scared 15 years ago and they've left their money in cash. They hadn't invested it outside their savings account since then and they've lost out on all of the gains. And a lot of times these people, they end up coming to meet with myself or other financial advisors out there because they want a magic fix, the ticket to their goals, the quick solution. And realistically, that's not something that anybody has. There's no quick fix. There is a reason that in the medical world, prevention is cheaper than repairing. If you can prevent a disease or injury, that process is going to cost you way less than fixing it once you're actually sick or hurt. So what does all this mean for your finances? People that are close to retirement, pre-retirees, they have some items that they really need to be aware of so that you can retire when you want and you can live the life that you want. And ignoring these things until the last minute, that's not going to help. I promise you that. When you're that close to the finish line, we don't have the luxury of time to be having catastrophic losses that we could have avoided. So I've got quite a few things that I wanna cover on this and I've already gone pretty long setting it all up. So I'll probably do this in two separate episodes. But to jump into everything, with the winter and rain being here, I've been thinking a lot about summertime and going out on the lake. And I absolutely love to head out to our local lakes and bass fish and wakeboard and just have fun days out there. And I'm a little bit of an over-preparer <laughs> and planner, of course, especially if I'm bringing people out and we're going to be out there all day long. I always make sure, you know, bring a bunch of food and drinks and sunscreen and everything that everybody would need because the worst thing that can happen is to have a bunch of sunburnt, hungry people. That makes for absolutely zero fun. 
And really the first issue that pre-retirees run into with their planning is they underestimate what they're going to need for their journey. They do not have a good idea of what their ideal retirement life really is going to cost them. You know, maybe they have grandkids in different states, they wanna do some big trips, play some famous golf courses around the country, eat out at fancy restaurants, and it's amazing how quickly that money can flow right out if you aren't watching it. So we need to have a realistic idea of what you wanna do in your retirement life and what that is going to cost you. Without a good gauge on that, the financial plan, it's just completely worthless from the start. So, all right, I'm back on the boat with my buddies, having a great day fishing, but the last few years, the lakes have actually been pretty low. This last year in 2023, they came back with all the good rains. But before that, they were really, really low with all the California droughts and everything. And there were a ton of rocks exposed and limbs and all sorts of stuff that can mess up your propeller. And forever, my dad always told me to watch the depth levels and the steepness of the banks to make sure that you aren't going too fast through shallow water where there could be debris and mess up the boat. Because, you know, motoring fast through a rock or a big tree limb would be one of the worst things that you could do to the boat. It would be the most expensive and cause the most damage, you know, ruin the propeller or doing damage to the bottom of the boat. So I always pay really close attention to all the debris around and the water depth that we're moving in. Well, in your financial plan, those rocks and debris are your healthcare costs. People don't really think about them. Who's going to take care of me if I need long-term care? What kind of care do I want? Am I okay with being in a facility? Do I want personal in-home care? In the United States, the average median in-home healthcare costs about $61,000 per year. And the average time frame needing long-term care for women is about four years, and men it's about two. So for the wife needing four years, that would cost a total of $244,000 in today's dollars. That can be a huge hit to people's retirement cash flow, especially if they don't have any insurance to cover it. So we really, really need to pay attention to this one. Plus, this is actually already happening in Washington, but they're talking about implementing it in California and other states as well. But if you do not have a long-term care policy, they're going to start mandating you to have a tax that is taken out of your paycheck to pay into a state-run long-term care program which as you can imagine is run so efficiently. Hopefully you can hear the facetiousness there, <laughs> but there's a lot of other states again that are talking about doing this as well. So the long-term care part of the equation is seriously crucial to protect yourself from the large costs that are associated with it. Okay, last part that I wanna to cover today. You know, on the boat, we've got a really nice trolling motor. It's fully electric. You can maneuver it with your foot as you're fishing. It keeps you in one spot if you want. It can keep you moving at a certain pace. It can do anything, it's really awesome. But every once in a while, especially in shallow water, you'll be cruising along steadily at the same pace that all of a sudden it gets a little slower and a little slower and a little slower, but you didn't change any of the settings. Well, 11 out of 10 times, there's weeds and junk wrapped around the trolling motor and a quick clean off, you're back at normal speed. Well, the weeds in your financial plan, that's your debt. People tend to ignore this one for a long time. It just becomes comfortable. You get used to the payments and the boat's still headed forward, so what's the big deal? Well, with my retired clients, I really try and get them to a point where everything is paid for, including their home. Because of course, it lowers expenses, frees up more cash for them and increases their lifestyle, but it also offers a huge peace of mind for them. They get to a point where the fear and anxiety about market fluctuations, it's so much lower because they have enough wiggle room in their budget at that point in time to get through all of the rocky waters. So those are the three main takeaways for today. For people who are getting close to the finish line and nearing their retirement years, please think about the cost of your ideal retirement, 
what a long-term care event would look like for you and how you would want to be taken care of and work to simplify your life and expenses by getting rid of all your outstanding debts. So I have some more items that I'm going to go through, but that's enough for today. We will uh, continue this with a part two later on during the week. So if you would ever like to connect and just talk about your specific financial goals and make sure that you're on the path to reach them in the most efficient manner possible, then you can always go to speakwithhunter.com. There's a link to my personal calendar. I would absolutely love to meet you and love to help you out. All right, guys, with that, it is a great day to have a great day, everybody. Take care. You've been listening to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter is a fully licensed financial advisor, and his mission is to equip you with the knowledge and insights you need to make informed financial decisions. His goal is to break down those barriers that often make investing seem confusing and overwhelming. If you'd like to talk about your specific situation, you can contact Hunter directly. Yes, you heard it right. Let's discuss your financial goals and how we can help you achieve them. Get ready to create that lasting legacy. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to like, rate, and review. Find Hunter on Facebook and Instagram at Hunter Lowry. See you next time on the Wealth Accelerator Podcast.